up, you ham and eggers? It's your boy Yampi Zaza, host of Close Game Narratives. Sorry getting to you guys with a little late show, but had to watch this uh, in-season tournament. Lakers won. Uh, to much of no one's surprise, uh, they beat the Pacers. LeBron James was the in-season tournament MVP, but got to give the credit to Anthony Davis. Balled out today, 41-20. and 20. That's Anthony Davis I know a lot of Lakers fans want to see because tonight he's active. Defense. The thing about Anthony Davis is when he plays like this, he is a top five player in that league. There's no one who can consistently do what Anthony Davis does. This is why everyone always makes a case. Anthony Davis is just as good as Giannis, but the problem with Anthony Davis is the drive isn't there every night. He'll have this tonight. And then tomorrow night, 16 and 15. It's like, yo, Anthony Davis. What's up, bro? Like, yo, you can't you can't play middleman. You can't hedge. But, you know, not gonna not gonna take anything away from him tonight. The man was an absolute force in the paint. The reason why I say he should win defensive player of the year is not just because of the blocks. It's because he rerouted every one of their shots. Anytime the pace went into the to the paint, he was there. They're taking a fadeaway layup. They're taking a fadeaway jump because of his length. He could do that. Anthony Davis, man, listen, I've never seen him that engaged. Even in the 2020 finals, I've never seen that face. He looked like, yo, I want this. And I'm happy for LeBron and I'm happy for those Lakers players who are going to get double their contract because it's all about the money at the end of the day, is it not? But, you know, they get to this, uh, celebrate this little uh, in-season tournament win. I want to see where it takes them. They got a long NBA season ahead of them. They still got a lot a lot of games to play going on. But that's that, that was always a good point. But uh, anyway, besides that, had a really good week. Getting closer to um, Christmas break. Students are getting a little rowdy because I think everyone's kind of done. We all just need, like, that Christmas break. But <laughs> this Christmas break is dumb because, uh, yo, we don't even get, like, a real break because most of the stuff is on during the weekend. So we go back to school on the 2nd, which is literally a Tuesday. So I'm, I'm kind of... Happy about it, but not really, like, excited about it. Christmas break used to be longer, but I feel like they want to get these kids out of school earlier, and I want to get them out of school earlier. I don't, I don't fucking want to be around them at, during the summertime where they stink and it's hot. We don't, we don't, I don't really have the energy for all that right now. Uh, but going into our first topic, the Dodgers. Whew! What is it, 10 years? <laughs> yo, yo, my man, Shoei, seven, <laughs> 700 mil. Yo, he's going to go to the, he's going to look at every player and be like, yo, y'all poor to me. Because they're not getting paid like he's getting paid right now. That's a different type of money. That's generational wealth that a lot of people don't talk about. A lot of players want to do that, but he has generational wealth right now. And he deserves it. He deserves it. He's one of those players like, yo, I've been hearing about him. And he's taking over the league. 
listen, I know <laughs> the team that lost out to them, they're going to feel sad about it. But, listen, nothing you can do about it. Nothing you can do about it. The man is a stud. And now the Dodgers look like favorites again. Like they, oh, baseball season's about to be baseball season's about to be really good. It's, <laughs> yo, I like that they oh, People going to be on FanDuel <laughs> like a motherfucker. He already has the odds to win the MVP. He's plus 350. Like, yo, what, what the fuck is going on? But I love this. I love when there is stuff like this in the leagues. It makes the leagues fun again. Sometimes the competition, yo, if the Dodgers made a move, guess what? The Yankees made a move. They picked up Juan Soto because they understood, yo, we need, we didn't make the playoffs last year. <laughs> executive producer just showed me a clip. <laughs> the Angels... They they done with him, but you can't. Business. It's business. If you didn't want to pay him, you can't be mad if another team pays him and they take him away from you. That's on you. If you didn't see the value in him, if you didn't have the money for him, once again, that's still on you. That's business, still. But then you taking him down, you taking his step, you being petty, like bro, you know you didn't want him. Why are you doing this now? But, you know, that that's sports. We, we always love that type of stuff. But anyway, going to the Yankees. The Yankees signed Juan Soto. Listen, the Yankees. I know they still can't pitch. But these are the type of moves that can take you into the postseason. These are the type of moves, like, if you can get hot, you can beat a lot of teams. Um, Because the Yankees saw it. Like, yo, we didn't make the playoffs last year. You had to make a splash. You, you're the Yankees. You're the friend. You are the staple bearer of that MLB. You not making the playoffs hurts the league. People, people I know people here are on Yankees fans, but you cannot tell me the Yankees not being in the playoffs does not hurt the league. Hurts the league a lot because the eyes weren't there. The eyes weren't there during the World Series. The eyes weren't there during the playoffs like that because you're always wearing Yankees gonna win. Yankees versus um, Astros. How many times is that always taking it over to the league? Because people want to see the Yankees finally beat. But, yo, the Astros, that's the team the Yankees need to beat because they haven't beaten them at all. Every time, they can't beat them. They can't beat them. So we'll see how this move makes. I love, and the thing here on Post Game Now, we don't talk about a lot about baseball, but there's been a lot of baseball talks, and I'm, actually, I'm not going to lie, I'm actually really excited for this season. I'm really excited to see what's going on. Not just for the betting reason, but I want to see how how this how this season turns out. But uh, anyway, going into the next topic, uh, oh, we got a giant game coming up: the Eagles versus the Cowboys. This is not just a regular game. This could kind of decide the NFC going forward because the Eagles are ten and two, the Cowboys are nine and. 49ers are 9-3. If the Eagles lose, it's going to be a tie between them and the Cowboys. And if the Seahawks, uh, if the 49ers win, they're going to be 10-3 too. The thing is, the 49ers could literally be number one because they've beaten both the Eagles and the Cowboys. So this is a big game for everyone. And the thing I've seen from the Eagles is sometimes their biggest problem is they get pass happy. I get it. They got A.J. Brown. They got Devonta Parker. Devonta Smith. 
But you can run the ball with Swift. You can run the – they got away from that. And the 49ers just – were just a better team than them. But my problem is you putting the ball a little too much on Jalen Hurts' hands. And sometimes he gets – he – I'm not going to say what the 49ers said about him. It's true that they figure him out. And are they just waiting for him to run? I don't think that's true. I think Jalen Hurts is still a top five quarterback in this league. But they do rely on him a little too much. And when you watch a football, you can see people's tendencies. And the tendency is to run out the pocket and, and trying to make a play. The 49ers, were ra- the 49ers were prepared for that. My thing with going into this game, I want to see how the Cowboys um, play. Because the Cowboys have to... Much, no one's surprised. They've been on the streak, but they're not beating the teams that are the playoff teams. That's their biggest problem. This is really their biggest. This is really their biggest game. You have the Eagles at home. They're coming off a loss. If you can beat them tomorrow, it's a statement game. Because now, this puts Dak. If Dak goes out there and balls, he might be top four people for MVP. I don't think he's MVP. I'm going to talk about that later because I think, I'm think i going to tell you who I think should be the MVP. But if Dak goes out there and balls and plays the way he should, I think the Cowboys right now are playing the best they've ever played this season because they were down against that Seahawks team and they still came back and won that. That, to me, shows to me, like, yo, this is not the same Cowboys team we've seen old where they, they'll get ahead and they'll beat up and they'll, they'll lose. It took it took a lot to beat that Seahawks team. And I don't know what the mindset of this Eagles team is coming off of that loss because they should have lost a lot of more game a lot of other games. They should have lost against the Bills, but Josh Favre, you know, he doesn't want to connect with Gabe Davis, but like that that's 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 another story for another time. But um no, I'm actually looking really forward towards um tomorrow's games because this has a lot of implications going on to the NFC playoff picture because that whole playoff picture could be changed tomorrow. And this is going to be good. I'm going to give you my picks of who I got uh, winning that game. But uh, going into going back to the NBA, listen, um, I watched him play on Thursday night. Zion Williamson. I know he wants to leave the Pelicans, but there's ways to go about it. And the way he's going about it is the James Harden way, but it's like it's even worse because we know you want to leave. And now the organization's calling you out and everything too. So it's like also, but all y'all, y'all don't fuck with each other. And that that's stuff like that doesn't slip out for no reason. You're, that means you guys have been talking about it. You guys have kept it in-house. The fact that you're leaking that shit out now is you showing us, oh, we agree with what you guys are saying. He is fat. He is lazy. <laughs> and y'all not protect him anymore. So my thing is, if you do this, you do know you damage him because you're not going to get a lot of trade picks for him because no one's going to want to pick him up. They're like, yo, he's, he's fat and he's lazy. He can't get down the court. Yo, I watch him. He's not even running the court. He's not even getting down to the post the way he should be because he's out of shape. Because, yo, you look at him, you just see, like, I'm like, bro, you should be better than this. His jerseys, all the way out. I'm like, bro, what's going on? 
He doesn't get the rebounds that he's supposed to. He's not where he's supposed to be in the offense because he's tired. That should have been a statement game against LeBron. What happened? And the thing is, you're wasting Brandon Ingram. You got CJ McCullough. These are all all-stars. And everyone thinks you guys can do something in the playoffs. But if you're their best player and you show that type of um, effort, what fuck we, what fuck we going to do with that? There's nothing else we can do with that if our best player is showing um, lackadaisical effort. Also, why are you not in the gym all the time? You have people like Charles. You have people like Shaq. They're always saying, yo, if Zion's in shape, he takes us to the next level. Bro, we've been saying this shit for the last two fucking years, bro. Either get in shape or just say, yo, I don't want it. But I, I get it. He shouldn't say he, he was not going to say something like that. But, like, yo, watching you play speak more than your words. I literally saw a fat kid trying to play ball on Thursday. That's all, That's what I fucking saw. I saw a guy who had no motor, who had no energy, had no effort. And my thing is, as much as we make fun of people like Anthony Davis, and we call him Street Clothes Davis by Charles, we call him all that, at least Anthony Davis, is. he may be out of shape, but he's not Zion Williams out of shape. I was just like, bro, what the fuck's going on? Where, but my thing is, where does he want to go? He want to go to New York? The New York media is t- terrible. Like, New York media kills everyone. Like, you have to be really careful of what you're doing because it always seems nicer from inside. And then when you go to that place, you realize it's not as good as you think it is. It ain't always good on the other side. It's not always good on the other side. The Pelicans love you to another level. Why not stay there and make them fucking proud? I get it. It's not the biggest media. It's not the biggest uh, market. And you want to go do something else. You want to go to New York City and all that type of stuff. But you go to New York City, you can get lost in there too. These are the things I don't think his representatives and his people are telling him. Like, yo, just because you want to go there doesn't mean that's the best place for you. Like, sometimes being in a place that low-key makes you play better because you're not exposed to everything. I think you're a little too much exposed to their New Orleans food, but, like, that's another, that's a whole other issue. You need a trainer. Because the thing is, last year he was in shape. I don't know what the fuck. But he got hurt. But Zion, bro, like, if there's anything I can ever tell you, it's like, yo, just take this game seriously. Like, not everyone gets to play in the NBA like you do. And the thing is, you're a top talent, and you don't take it fucking serious. Like, to me, that's disrespectful to all the people who's ever come before you because those people took it serious. And you're mad because you're in a place that you don't want to play in? That's some, that's some soft shit, bro. That's some soft shit. That's all I got. I don't know, man. You you got a lot of soul searching to do during this offseason. Whether you get traded or not, I really hope you take this into consideration because now your team's calling you out. They're saying everything we're saying. That means as mad as we are at you, they're even worse. They're even more mad than than us. But going on to the next topic, Tyreek Hill is the motherfucking MVP. Listen, I know the MVP is usually a quarterback um, award because they always want to give it to the quarterbacks because they think if the quarterback has the ball in their hand the most. They run the they run the the offense. 
There is not a quarterback doing what Tyreek Hill is doing right now. Tyreek Hill is on pace to have 2,000 yards this season. Listen, there is no quarterback that is consistent the way Tyreek Hill. Like, there hasn't been a game that I can really think about that's a standout game where Tyreek hasn't hasn't impacted that game. Listen, I know we love Patrick Mahomes, but he is struggling – not because of him, but because he has no weapons. And I don't think he's really gelled with that team. Jalen Hurts, he is good, but he's been he's been rocky the last couple seasons. Lamar is having a good season, but Lamar is quiet. Like Lamar and them have the have the best record in AFC, but they're not talked about. My thing is if you're an MVP, you have to be Prime time. You have to be, yo, talked about all the time. Yo, we're always talking about Tyreek Hill. Last game, he balled out. Yo, Lamar and them, they're winning, but it's like that, no, oh, they won. They, oh, yeah, they won. There's, there's no one talking about them. Um, Brock Purdy, listen, I get the Brock Purdy thing, I think, but I also look at Brock Purdy and see that's a system quarterback in you saw when he didn't have Trent Williams and he didn't have Debo, how his his play declined. Because the thing about Brock Purdy, Brock Purdy needs everything to work for him. Not saying he's not good, not saying he can't make those throws, but he's just one of those quarterbacks that needs a lot to work for him for him to get to this level that he's at right now. Because he's balling, he's been balling the last three weeks. But that's because everything's there. You got Debo, you got Christian McCaffrey. Yo, honestly. Christian McCaffrey is one of those players that people should look at. He was on Carolina. He was hurt. He was hurt every year on Carolina. He was hurt. This man hasn't been hurt since he's gotten to the 49ers because there's a new energy there. Now he's running hard. Every game he has a touchdown because he takes this shit fucking serious. He's like, yo, this is my this is my only chance to win the Super Bowl. I got to go out there and ball. I got to do this. I love that shit. Debo, Debo wore the black forces and went into Philly and busted their ass for three touchdowns. This is the type of people that are around Brock Purdy that Brock Purdy's feeding off of. Because Brock Purdy's not the leader of this team. That's the thing I'm trying to get people to understand. That's why I say MVP. I'm like, yo, I don't look at Brock Purdy to be the leader of this team. I think it's the Debo's. I think it's the other people around him, the people who helped build him up. And he's just kind of there. And when they he was having those three week uh, those three weeks where he was losing, it was because the system wasn't helping him. And now he got a little bit exposed. But then those those wounds closed, and now he's now he's back to where it is. But not Tyreek Hill, bro. I haven't seen a receiver do this since. Not saying it's not the same level as Moss, but like yo. There's nothing he can't do. Like every play, you have to you have to watch him because he can score, and he takes it to another level. And he's honestly made Tua money because they're gonna pay Tua in the offseason. There's no way in the fucking world you let Tua go after having this type of season. This is the best Miami's looked in years because of Tyreek Hill. You can't just let this go because if now if you let him go. You have to bring another quarterback in, and now he has to uh, develop chemistry with Tyreek Hill. You can't have 
what Tua and Hill have with anyone. This is the thing that hurts a lot of receivers and a lot of people don't understand. Like, chemistry matters. I, the, like I've been saying about Patrick Mahomes, the, the MVSs and all those people. Yeah, they have one, but they're not they're not that type of, they're not those good type of receivers. Like they don't make the game better. Like Patrick makes them better, whereas Tua makes his quarterback better. You can't give him a C plus quarterback and then expect him to raise him up to A plus. That's not how it works. He's good, but if that quarterback can't make those throws, there's nothing he can do. But what he's doing with Tua, I think he's the front runner for MVP right now. I don't think you can look at another player right now and tell me they're ha- they're as consistent as Tyree Killers. And um going to the next chat. See about backup quarterbacks. Um see about quarterbacks. Um the NFL during the offseason a lot of teams are gonna have to start looking at backup quarterbacks. You need backup quarterbacks in this league because the league is um the league is violent man and a lot of these quarterbacks they're hurt. Like what we watched on Thursday night was two backup quarterbacks, Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky. And you saw the product you got from Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky is not good. And you can't have that. Like, you need, like, what um, the Bengals have with Brownie. Look how good Brownie played. Brownie actually outplayed Trevor Lawrence. On a big, and they think about it, they were on the road. Brownie was making the throws. He, he was, yo, Jamar Chase looked revived again because when um, Burrow went down, you could tell Jamar Chase gave up. But last Monday, nah. Everyone's revitalized. Jamar Chase had over 100 yards. Everything was clicking. Trevor Lawrence kind of looked kind of lost. But see, that's the thing about the Jaguars. Um, they're not that team everyone really believes in. But backup quarterbacks are needed. As much as I don't like the Giants, and I don't give a fuck about them, this Tommy DeVito shit is fucking ridiculous. But he's bringing eyes to them. He's selling out merch. He's doing this. Now people think the Giants can beat the Packers, even though this makes no fucking sense because the Packers just beat the Chiefs and the Packers look like a playoff team. But this is what happens when you have a good backup quarterback. The team believes... If your quarterback is playing well, your team will feed off of that and they will feel empowered. The thing with um, a lot of these backup quarterbacks is that when they stink, the team feels it and there's no energy towards it. It took that Steelers team a long time to understand that Mitch Trubisky was their quarterback and to get back into the game because there's no way in the world they should have lost to that, that Patriots team. But Zappy balled out. Also, now think about it. You got the Browns. They have backup quarterbacks. Everyone is dealing with something, and you don't know when your quarterback's going to get hurt, so you need to invest in a good backup quarterback. The thing with the Giants that sucks about them is that they did have one, but Tyrod Taylor is always fucking hurt. You can't rely on him. So now this is why you have this Tommy DeVito problem, and Tommy DeVito's not good. Like, the... The man did not know the NFL offense literally three weeks ago. But y'all are talking about him because he won two games. I, I, don't, I don't I don't know what to say about this. 
all I'm saying is, think about the steel situation. They have potentially three back, three backups, three: Kenny Pickett, Mitch Trubisky, and Mason Rudolph. Those are three bad quarterbacks. And also the Jets. Look at what happened to the Jets. Yo, Robert Sala. If if Aaron Rodgers was healthy and they were losing like this, he'd be fired. He'd be fired. And honestly, I think he should be fired because he's done a disservice to Zach Wilson. And I don't even think Zach Wilson is a good quarterback, but he ruined his confidence. The man didn't even want to go back into play to start. That's on you. That's on you as a coach. How can you sit there and tell you? And the thing is, they're probably telling practice, oh, I don't really, I don't really see it. But then you release his backup two games after you start in. Tim Boyle. Salah, I get it, but this is what happens when you're not good at offense because you think you can do that. You can do that in defense. You can just put next person in. You can't do that with your quarterback. He runs the offense, and now you're suffering because I don't expect them to go out there and really win. I think the first time uh, Zach Wilson has a mistake, he'll go right back into that stupid uh, Zach Wilson where he throws it across his body because – now, he already knows you think he sucks. Coaching is not just about X and O. It's about how do you motivate your players. And the thing with Robert Sala that I don't like is that you left him out to dry. Another person who did that is Bill Belichick. You left Mac Jones out there to dry. Now Mac Jones ain't got no confidence. Where's he going to go? Even if you go, you have to build him back up. From the ground up. Kenny Pickett. Small hands. Can't hit. He has gloves on in dry weather. Yo, that tells me everything I need to know about you. That tells me everything I need to know about you. You're not good. Vikings. Dobbs. Dobbs been in this league too long. 16 years. And he's had four interceptions last game. And this is what I'm saying. You gotta go out there and really invest. Cause I think Brownie's gonna get a lot of money during the offseason. He's gonna get a lot of money because the way he played on that road, he's gonna get a lot of money. And I love that it's gonna force teams to start paying. It's gonna force teams to start paying. So best segment of the day. Pepper takes. <laughs> um, you know, uh, GTA 6 coming out. It's a really anticipated game coming out in 2024. Probably one of the... 2025. 2025? Jeez, oh my God. I was trying to give it a fucking year. That's still... God damn, bro. <laughs> you don't know what's... <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Um, people were mad because they had the girls working on the car and all that type of stuff. I'm like, that's, but everyone like, you've never been to Miami. That's Miami. They're throwing up. They're throwing up. Yo, those, those things are there. Like, <laughs> you, I'm, I'm. My thing with America is, why do you think all these places are so clean cut? Because you see, like, you know what it is. When when you see a little bit of it, you're like, oh, it's a party city. Oh, they're doing this. Beaches, this. There's so much filth. 
outside of going down the street from that place. It's wild because there are a lot of cities like that. Like you, like you'll see the nice part. Go two down, blocks down. Yo, don't don't go over there. <laughs> don't don't go over there. Don't don't let these nice these nice streets fool you. Don't go over there. It's wild over there. And I think people forget. Like yo, these are still some these are still some wild. Places. It's still Florida. We talk about Florida all the fucking time. You can get open carries. Open carries? Stay. You don't know what the fuck's going on up there. That, you could run into someone, yo, you had too much to stay drink. Yo, stay on your ground. That motherfucker pulls a gun out on you. For what? But see, that's stuff people want to talk about. It's a crazy ass fucking state. I see people fighting with crocodiles and all the all that other shit. Um Be truthful to what it really is. Like this is what Florida fucking really is. I just don't want to admit it. This is why, like, people always act, even other places. People act like Cali's this really laid back, little nice place. People are like, nah, Cali's Cali's dangerous. Cali is fucking dangerous. <laughs> you can't wear certain colors, bro. When I hear stuff like that, when I when people tell me you can't wear certain colors, I'm like, okay, this place is the hats. You gotta know where you're at. And I love, it's bringing attention to this shit because now people who do go over there aren't gonna think, yo, this is a fun fucking time. I go down there and do what the fuck I want. I go down and do what the fuck you want. You're gonna find out real fucking quick. what they say? Fuck around and find out? New Orleans. Oh, it's a gumball, you know, they, the Mardi Gras and all that, the titties. Yo, these places are dangerous. Always be careful where the fuck you're going. And that's all GT GL trying to say. Because in the game, you out there, first thing you do, yo, I'm fighting someone. <laughs> What's the first thing a motherfucker do? They pull out a gun, they shoot. That's as real as it fucking gets <laughs> down there. Like, yo, these are not safe places. Like, yo, guys, I don't know what the fuck y'all want people to tell you. <laughs> you think. <laughs> Play sim. <laughs> if you wanted the same game, go play Sims, where you can create your own world, you can create your own house, you can create your own neighborhood, sweep everything underneath the fucking rug. Go out there and really find out what America's about. Go out and find out really what these states about. That's when you really gonna find out what the fuck you are in store for. This is not a safe country. Like I, I try to tell people this shit all the time. Know where you're going. Know who you're going with. Always have peace. When to go out, when to go the fuck home. Because there's certain places, yo, it's 12 o'clock, let's go. Let's get the fuck out. Like, we gotta go home. You don't know what everyone does. There's customs down there. Family. Family. <laughs> Even in Philly. Mm-hmm. You know the places in Philly I can't go? I know the places I can't go. My brother be like, yo, it's a cutoff line. Time to go. Time to go. Time to go. Don't lie. Baltimore. Oh, whoo! Yo, let's fucking <laughs> I wouldn't be out past 112 in Baltimore, bro. Like, this. yo, let's fucking go. Never been in Chicago. Never been to Chicago, but the type of shit I hear about Chicago, yo, time to go. Just be careful. 
This is all I'm saying. Like, yo. That's what GTA said. GTA's just saying, like, yo, it's wild out there. It's a lawless land out there, man. Like, yo. People take the law into their own fucking hands. Ain't nothing wrong. Listen, I'd rather have that than you lie to me in my fucking face. That's shit I don't like. Um, Nelly, listen. <laughs> Nelly, you get all the props in the world. Because I always say a lot of guys don't get second chances. A lot of guys don't get second chances. And he got that chance and he locked that shit the fuck down. Because even if they do break up, she always got to come back to you. There's always going to be that conversation. Yo, your son not to... Okay, uh, yeah, you know, why don't you just come over here and like, yo, let's let's talk. Let, let, let's meet over dinner. Always going to be that connection. But I love the fact that he saw, like, yo, I had a real one. I fucked it up. Let's just make the best of this. A lot of dudes aren't willing to do that. And I get why, because, like, yo, sometimes... Sorry, ladies, I'm not trying to say anything wrong with y'all. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be nice, but a lot of y'all do some dirt shit, and we do some dirt shit too, but no one's willing to put their egos aside and be like, hey, maybe we really did work together. And, you know, he probably saw something. He was like, damn, I really had a good one. Then she started off a little talk. Hey, yo, did my Kobe, I shot my shot. Now you back with her. And I... I can tell when a nigga is happy because that smile he has every time he's with her shows me like, oh, okay, you put in work for that shit, my guy. You put in work for that shit, and I respect it, and I love that now she seems happier. They kind of moved past that. She she get uh, she you know she had that whole Earth Gotti shit during the summer. She moved past that shit. She it's forgotten. So now she with the true nigga, Earth Gotti out there. Like, he's just like, yo, I had that too. Everyone's like, bro, just relax. Sit the fuck back. Um, and there was a, another pepper take. Um, me and the executive producer and my boy Kobe were talking about WWE's hot right now. They just had, they just had Survivor Series. CM Punk came back. I'm seeing uh, they're selling out buildings. I'm seeing a, a hot period for them. And I was asking, I was like, yo, what's the difference between this hot and Attitude Era hot? I think the thing I, I notice a lot is I see something that the Attitude Era had. A lot of people are really expressing how they really feel. Like, yo, you can tell, like, yo, even though this professional, I still, I don't fuck with you. Like, and I, I love that type of shit. Drew McIntyre, what you doing right now, to me, is the best 180 I've seen. Because he, when he was coming out there being the face and holding the sword and the kill, I was just like, I, don't, I really don't fucking like this shit. But what he's doing now, and he's telling the truth about people, and then you ins- and then the thing is, the baby face always want to play the asshole. The baby face are more assholes than the, the heels are. That's something I don't understand. The baby face be like, well, when I failed, I did this, and I pleased my family. You failed, and you didn't please your family. And then you act like the heel's not supposed to smack you in the fucking mouth? Bro, you deserve to get hit? The fuck you talking to? You talking to a grown man like that? I gotta put food on my fucking family. And you telling me 
they they they're smiling in my face, but they disappointed me when I put food on it. Nah, I I, I beat shit out of you. Pump, pump did all his shit. Safran's gonna fuck with you, but I'm looking forward to those type of promos. I'm looking forward towards like yo, y'all really gonna bring this intensity in. That's that's the thing that I'm seeing from WWE right now. Like yo, a lot of people don't fuck with each other, but we won't keep it professional. But we know we can make money. That's what made the Attitude Era great. Yo, even though we may like each other, let's, let's go make some money out right now. Let's go sell out some arenas. Because right now, they in a boom period. They have their foot on their competition neck, but they all trying to make be the number one spot. So for me, that's why I think it's a little different, and I think I think this, this is the best move for them. This is really, really the best move for them. And I know Vince is out, but I don't believe um, that people ever stop listening to Vince. I think they still listen to him. I think Vince is still giving his little details. Like, the thing about it, Vince may be lost and, like, all that other stuff and be out, but Vince still understands the business a little bit more than people give him credit for. Vince understands competition breeds character. I'm loving what I'm seeing right now. World Rumble's coming up. I don't even know. I was talking with talking with boys here. I don't know who's going to win the Royal Rumble. This is honestly one of the first Royal Rumbles going into. I don't see a clear winner. Everyone's saying CM Punk, but I'm like, ah, do the CM Punk really need that? But it's like he just came back. Yeah, but you got Cody in there. Does Cody need it to finish the story? Yo, does could you get a surprise winner? Could you get a Jay Uso win it? Because Jay got the yeet, you know, he's doing all this. This is one of the very first Royal Rumbles I'm really looking forward to. I'm definitely going into New Year. I'm definitely might do a live for that. I might do a live for that. You think we can do a live for that? I think we can do a live for that. I think that's one we're of the live, things. Man. A live for Royal Rumble. I think we can do that. I, I'm telling it's you. First, you did a lot no, I'm saying this will be the first live. Like I'm, I'm. It just came to me. It just came to me, people. It just came. I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel rejuvenated watching WWE. Ah. Yeah, we might do a lot for that. I think that's the thing. Yeah, I said it was gonna be Punk. I don't know who's gonna be. You said Drew. I mean, you root for Drew. Root for Drew, but I, I don't, I don't know who's gonna be. I don't know who's gonna be. But like, I think. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going 2024. We're all talking about getting the camera. Let you know in the comments. Let them know. You know. Yo, when we post this up, tell us you want to do a live. I think we should do this. I think we got to see where we can go with this. Um, So, yeah, WWE, man. Like, listen, Triple H, Sean. Hey, they just had a show tonight. NXT. CM Punk was in the building. That's what you do. You on fire? Let's not let up. Let's not let our foot off the gas pedal because a lot of th- times we see when people are in front, they let their foot go. Yo, all right, we here. Uh, you know, we already sold out WrestleMania. Let's not. Do- no, no, no. This ain't about WrestleMania. Let's go sell out. Go Later. sell out SummerSlam. Later. Let's go so sell out Survivor Series for next year. Mm-hmm. Let's go sell out this other shit. And that's what Triple H is telling. Triple H is like, yo, don't stop. Even if Roman isn't here, yo. You take the next spot. Yo, you be on L.A. Night. Mm-hmm. You here? Make them say L.A. Night. Make, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Backlash. 
I have not given a fuck about Backlash since the old days. That was probably one of the best pay-per-views I watched. And they had a celebrity in charge, Bad Bunny. What are we talking about? Top global artist of the world. And he had a fantastic match with Damian Priest. Did he not? Did he not? Then you had Salvio Vega come out. You had Carlito return. Yo, I was like, yo, this is something great. And the thing I'm loving about this now is because I know we don't want, I don't wish well, uh, ill will on AEW because I think you need to have the competition. I think you need to have those other people out there who have a chance to make money. But what this does is the people whose contracts are up, now they're going to look at WWE and be like, yo, I don't like my spot here. Let me go do something over there. Jade. Jade, Cody, Punk. Three big names. Oh, Brian Pillman's son. Yo. Edge went over there. Edge went over there. That's not equal, bro. That's not equal. Listen, I love Christian. I love what he's doing and saying to y'all, I should fuck every mom that y'all was with. Uh, I love that. But that is a mid-card level. It doesn't take you anywhere. We got two, two, three, well, two definitely potential stars. I love MJF. That's why when I never got the whole, oh, in 2024, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm like, bro, you wouldn't talk about this if you had already signed. You signed already. You're just trying to create a buzz. That's why it felt fake. That's why no one fucked with it anymore because now it's like you secretly signed. Bro, it's okay, man. Like, yo, just go do your own thing, man. Like, but be honest about it. That's all everyone should ever try to ask you. It's not honest. Tony, man, you got a lot. My biggest thing with Tony is I'm like, I don't know how you overcome all these problems. This is a this is a bad time to be where he's at because the the thing that sold AEW to people is Vince is there. Vince isn't there anymore. It's Triple H, Shawn Michaels, William Regal. All people that a lot of these wrestlers are like, oh, I can work underneath. Think about it. They're not working during Christmas, Christmas week. Triple H gave him a whole week off. That's a thing. Rejuvenating a lot of these people. Look at Randy Orton. Randy Orton come back. He looks refreshed. He looks better shape. He's like, yo, Triple H give me time for my family. All that type of stuff because you have to understand a lot of these wrestlers talk to each other. So now I call up Randy. I call up Cody. Yo, how's it over there? Oh, it's good. Yo, we, we eating over here. Oh, you eating over there. I, I know my contract ended in February. There's not much to. There's not much um, interest. The only reason you go over there is you're an Edge, because Edge was just like ain't nothing else to do in WWE. Absolutely, no. And don't get me wrong. I, I get it. Yo, you don't want to be a trainer. You don't want to do this. I'm gonna go over to AEW. But what are you doing over there? You're in front of the hard cam. So, anyway, that's that. We're gonna do our MVP picks. But, you know, fuck it. That was last week. Uh, Kofi got his picks. He got the 49ers over the Seahawks, the Cowboys over the Eagles, the Dolphins over the Titans. Where I got the, the Ravens over the Rams, the Chiefs over the Bills, and the Niners over the Hawks. I'm going to post on my video later, and I'm going to tell you all to post y'all picks going in. 
this week. And as always, thank you guys again for tuning in. You know, we love you guys. We got some big moves coming up for y'all in 2024. Can't wait. We got, we got some moves. We about to make some moves. Y'all about to be with post-game narratives for a long time coming on. Yo, cheers and salute. Um, enjoy Festivus. See, I say five.